Is that a breakup? I think we have a situation right here. Welcome to The Feeling Station, a podcast that touches on breakup stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give lessons that they learned from their experiences. We hope you find the stories entertaining, but more importantly, meaningful, given the lesson behind everything we're going to talk about today. Now, with me in the studio is a lady I've been trying to get hold of for a very long time. Really? This is exactly what I mean. You don't even realize I've been trying to get a hold of you for such a long time. Am I that invisible to you now? I, I, what a sight. Like, how? <laughs> what, excuse me. I've not seen this. You need to put more effort, like, honestly. Okay, well, the, the, the effort that a guy puts in is never really as visible now, is it? No, because men and women see things very differently. Uh, in the same way that know. women see man flu differently. Oh, right? well, Yeah, exactly. It's that's the same, another discussion. same, same, same thing. That's another discussion. Well, thank you for taking time to come out my pleasure um we're going to be talking about uh, breakup story uh-huh. obviously today and in the spirit of the podcast it's important for me to keep your name anonymous so i have a couple of names here and i'm going to pick one mm-hmm. whatever name i pick is going to be your name for the episode right now yep. god help me to remember that constantly i may struggle but i will do my best god help us and all. then equally you have a name that you need to pick out from mm-hmm. that pile of names over there yeah and whatever name you pick out is going to be the name of the guy that you were with lovely now i always make this assumption i need to stop i'm assuming that you were with a male is that correct yeah it was awesome yes. so all of those are male names lovely right so i'll go first right pick up the name for you Right, your name is Safia. Safia, yeah, that's Sophia, a lovely name. Uh, yeah, and that means pure, and that's uh, an East African name. Safia, yeah, Safia, S A F Y A. S A F Y A. Your turn. What's the lovely. name of the guy that you were with? Oh, right. It is Suma. Suma. Yeah, that means ask in Tanzania. Oh, what S U M A? Yeah. Suma. Very interesting. Yeah. And now, now in the past, there's some names that you pick out, and whatever the meaning is, was kind of relatable to the situation. Does the does the meaning ask mean anything in the story you're about to tell? Does it have any significance? Well, naturally, I'm not good at asking for help, so like <laughs> 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 I'm like trying to take the world on my own. Wow. Okay. Um, and cool. that filters through to my rela- all my relationships, oh, friendships, romantic relationships. So uh, I'm trying to improve on asking for help. So that is actually very relevant. Uh-huh. I'm starting to feel like a bit of a sight, uh, what, what do you call it? The fortune teller. Oh, absolutely. There's no coincidence in life. It, mm. Yeah, like there's a book that I read, actually, there's no such thing as a coincidence. Awesome. Uh. Now, what's really important with these podcasts, one is to give a lesson that the people are li- who are listening to this should pick up from your breakup story. Yeah. Now, what would you say you have learned or you would like people to learn from your breakup? How many lessons w- are we talking about? Wow, go for it! <laughs> right, go for okay, it. Break a leg. Okay. Well, I guess if we start with ask, mm-hmm. um, asking for help, because like people want to feel like they're needed. Mm-hmm. Like they want to feel. I think especially guys, they want to feel like you know they're like your uh, your hero. They're like helping you out. But whereas I'm quite independent, I think people sometimes not just like guys, but friends can feel a bit like oh they don't really. I've got it all figured out, so they yeah. don't really have a. They're not needed in my life. Whereas that's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that links to communication because it's all about how you communicate. 
you know, and I, I'm not very good at communicating. Sometimes I avoid difficult conversations, but you need those conversations because if people don't know how I feel yeah. and I don't know how they feel, then we're yeah. not aligned and we're not on the same trajectory. Yeah. And that's how you kind of um, move apart, I suppose. Because sometimes you have the same frustrations and it's just because of lack of communications, yeah. which puts uh, pushes you like further apart. Yeah. Um, and then the other lesson you know it's just making my voice heard in a relationship like, I was talking to this like about this with my girlfriends and women who have a tendency like some women anyway mm -hmm. I shouldn't generalize mm -hmm. uh, but anyway amongst my friends we've just discussed that this this kind of thing that we do where we end up just almost just going along with the relationship and what the guy wants and it almost feels like the relationship is on the guy's terms yeah. and I'm not really making my voice heard yeah. and over time that just turns into a massive frustration and then I just start to like disengage because I just feel like, you know, I'm not really, well, inevitably the relationship's not going to fulfill what I want from it because the guy doesn't know. Uh, and I'm just going with what they say. Yeah. And over time in any kind of circumstance, if you just feel like you're almost like compromising a lot, you start to resent that person for it. So True. then it just doesn't work out. So like, that's another lesson. Um, the other lesson. Wow. I know, I know. This is great. This is great. It's crazy. No, this is great. Go for it. Um, is like before I used to think it's not that important to have like many things in common with a partner and you can like find new hobbies together yeah. but actually like it, it can be challenging if you don't have things in common like you almost it, it is important to have that kind of common foundation like common ground because I suppose a romantic relationship is no different to a normal friendship where mm. normally like you know, I'm not saying you go to people with similar attributes to you. Yeah. You, you know, I've got friends who range from all different age groups. Yeah. But across those friends, there's something that, like, that we have in common. And I felt with my ex, we probably just didn't have enough in common. Uh, and as much as we tried to find, like, new hobbies together, I don't know, it was, it was slightly challenging. And I just feel like in my other relationships where I've had things in common with the with the counterpart it was it was slightly easier, easier. yeah yeah, yeah. It, it just probably was like relationships are hard work anyway it, hmm. that part just made it harder even harder yeah. yeah 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 um and then you know relationships you need to constantly work on the relationship yeah. like they say it's easier to enter a relationship than maintain a relationship True. and that is so important it's like you know not just the communication thing, but making sure that your visions are both aligned, that you're both listening to each other um, and that you value each other. Like even just like the intimacy, just understanding how your partner wants to be loved and making sure they understand how you want to be loved. Obviously. Because like in a relationship, like you could be together for a year, but there's so many like different emotions throughout that year. And there's so yeah. many different responses that you want throughout yeah. that year. Because yeah. like with friends, it's slightly different because, you know, if you're feeling a bit rubbish, you go to this friend because they like pick you up when you're in that kind of situation if you're feeling a, a certain way you go to another friend and they almost like kind of pick you up and you know it's it's just important to communicate that to your partner so they understand those different sides to you um and then the sorry I'm yeah, like, no, no, this no, no, is no, crazy. I, look this is fantastic the, the only challenge for me now is I, I I'm normally quite good at remembering these lessons because they are right at the forefront of my of my mind yeah now I don't even know what number we're on is this number four Four, possibly, five? possibly four or five. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Um. And then the other lesson mm -hmm. is that, like, I think it's important to date somebody who has their own 
life like what, what I mean is like they they know who they are they have their own hobbies they have their own social life and they're not just relying on you to as like their main person in life I don't yeah, know if I'm yeah. articulating that, 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 well. ma- that that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah that is is crucial like it's important because it's I, not like that they end up having a huge dependency on you and then it. you feel that pressure to always try and oh my god yeah okay. it's exhausting yeah I get that. yeah so that's that's the other lesson mm-hmm. um and I think you know what I'll, I'll leave it there I think those are my key takeaways mm-hmm. um from you know from 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 the relationship yeah that I, I actually need to put myself first more and say what I want yeah. like you know I always say this with like my therapist I'm quite mm-hmm. good at like at work I'm very good at saying what I want and mm-hmm. you know what I can and can't do mm-hmm. but in relationships I'm probably just not as assertive it, it just goes yeah yeah and it's because it's because like you you're risking becoming vulnerable um, and at work you know you're not worried about that it's just like a professional persona vulnerable is okay no well, at work no, anyway. in my in my life. No, I mean it depends what field of work you're in. I mean, I work with Muslim men. I don't think they'll understand that. Um, mm-hmm. But like in in relationships, no, I find it hard because you know in our African culture, like vulnerability is not is not encouraged. You know, it's supposed to like man up and toughen through. So to try and do all of that in one go is slightly challenging. Would you say that that's one of the lessons that you picked up from the relationship that being vulnerable is okay? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You didn't quite mention that though. No. Why? I suppose it was part of the communication. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's part of that communication. Because then through that, you kind of communicate how you're feeling. And then people understand that, oh, actually, you might seem like you have it together. But really, you're just... I really want to hear what happened. <laughs> because of this 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 background you've given, um, it roped me in so much. Yeah. Tell me where your love story begins. Where did you meet with your man? Well, algorithm, you know, it was online. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, online chose it for me, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know. Um, And yeah, we met online. Mm -hmm. One of these many dating applications where you swipe left or right. (laughs) I swiped right. (laughs) So did he. So, it was fantastic because like with me with online dating, Mm -hmm. I know most people like like to have a whole chit chat and then meet the person. Mm -hmm. I haven't got time for that. So, you went straight to the point. You're like, do you want me or you don't? No, so like he. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you do? How did it go? I, I like so we messaged. Yeah, and who was the first to message the other? Because oh, this will give, okay. I'll, I'll give away my app. It was Bumble, and the girl messages the guy first. Oh right, okay. Yeah, right, gotcha. Like the guys can't message the girls. Okay, the girl okay. has twenty four hours to message the yeah. guy. And what so was I your messaged first line him. To? Um. So oh man. So oh, if I say it. So anyway, he used to work for a company with their rogue TV ad. When I say rogue, it's like bloody annoying. It's been voted one of the f- worst television ads. <laughs> so then he had it that he worked yeah. there and I was mm-hmm. like, I hope you're not in the marketing yeah, department. Yeah, yeah. And then he wrote back. Nice. And then he said, do you want to meet for a coffee? And I was like, fantastic. Good. And then we didn't speak for a few days and then we just met. You know, he messaged me like the day before, like, you know, this is where we're going. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and we met. Um, awesome. and so like our first date it was really nice like I met him and I was like oh okay like it's weird when you meet online because you know the first that's your first time meeting that person so it's yeah. not going to be like everything's real it's like there's nerves there's everything yeah. but you know we had a great first date it was fantastic yeah. and then it went on from there so first date happens um, and from that first date you feel look I want to see this guy again and, um, and he feels the same I want to see this girl again yeah I was like okay he's nice but like you know, I'll go on another date and then make up my mind. I think with online dating, it, unless they're awful, like bloody awful, 
you you just kind of have to see how it goes like yeah. three or four dates in to really like work it out. So it wasn't one of those where from the first date you knew, oh yeah, yeah I'm going to hit it off with this guy. No, 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 no. I think that happens when you meet people in real life. Mm. With online, I, I wouldn't say it's so much like yeah, that. I was yeah. like, he's cool, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but equally, like I, you know, I'm trying to kind of not just stick to a type. So I tried to be open-minded. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I was like, okay, like we've got good conversation um, and he's cool and easy to hang out with. So like, let's, let's go on another date and then I'll mm. make my mind up. So the other date happens? Yeah, and I was like, oh, great. Like, I actually really like him. He's a cool guy. Good. What is it that you liked about him then? Uh, he was very easygoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very calm. Like, uh, obviously, we're in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, guys can have, like, almost they feel like they have to be, like, this macho kind of laddie sometimes or, I don't know, show off or whatever. But he just seemed really, like, content with himself and yeah. just, like, you know like wants to enjoy life so and that was attractive to you yeah, yeah 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 and he's like he's lived in different countries so he's like cultured and like mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so I thought it sounds okay. like he was taking a lot of the right boxes yeah and even though you didn't have any boxes I don't get the feeling that you had reservations at that point no 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 yeah. no I was like oh you know what like he seems really cool like he just he seemed fun he made yeah. me laugh yeah, he didn't yeah, take yeah. himself too seriously yeah. which is exactly what I'm about like um, and I, I like to just I like to be spontaneous like I'm really spontaneous mm-hmm. so like I know this is ah, this is a bit left field but like you know, I remember on our first date, I mentioned that, oh, like, you know, I've never been to this country in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, why don't we go there on our second date? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, were it not for my friends who were like, what the F, you want to go to a foreign country oh, oh, with a guy oh, you've never met? <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. okay. When you put it like that, it yeah, sounds weird. But gotcha. like for me, that's like normal. So like we kind of postponed and then, you know, like four weeks later we did. Yeah. Okay. When you are now more confident that, okay, this guy is... Yeah, my friends are like, why don't you spend like a weekend together, mm-hmm. suss it out, make sure he's not a psycho mm-hmm. and then go abroad and like just make sure you're like, you know, you've seen his ID and whatever else. You, you went abroad? And we did go abroad, okay, yeah. So that means he wasn't psycho? No, no, no. So he was Good. normal. Like, he passed the check. Like, So um, your your relationship grew, I'm guessing, over yeah. time? Like, I mean... Organically? Organically at a fast, fast, accelerated rate, more than I would. I like, I like to kind of take things slow, but he was quite full on. He was hmm. quite full on. And at first I was like, bloody hell, like, this guy's really full on. Hmm. But then I didn't know whether that's because of, like, my underlying kind of commitment issues or whatever you know mm-hmm. I just didn't know and I remember like when he was like he he int- like I think I sp- he was out and I spoke to one of his colleagues on the phone he was like oh so you're like his girlfriend and I was like fuck like I'm his girlfriend <laughs> 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 and I remember oh my like god. putting the phone down calling my friend in a panic and, and I was like, like oh my god I think I have a boyfriend oh my god you see now this I, I have this with nearly every person I speak to uh, back in the day, right? I'm talking way back in the 90s. Yeah. If I liked a girl, I would write a little note yeah. and say, look, I like you. I want you to be my girlfriend. Exactly. One of my boys sends that over and then she'll be like, oh, think about it for God knows how long. Absolutely. And then the confirmation comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you are my girlfriend. I mean, you are my boyfriend. 
it doesn't seem to be the same. No, anymore. no, I, I don't know why, and I don't like that. I just feel like these assumptions. So you ended that, up being a girlfriend without you even knowing. I didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to I didn't have a choice, but I suppose I did. Oh, but yeah, I remember saying to my friend, like, yeah. well, I feel like I have a boyfriend, but he didn't even ask me if I wanted to be his girlfriend. Mm. So like, do I have to act like his girlfriend? Do I have to stop seeing other people? Like, what do I do now? And she was just like, well, like... Just be the girlfriend. Yeah. She was like, what is your problem? Do you like the guy? I was like, yeah, but like, he needs to ask me. Yeah. So <laughs> um, he never did? He never did. So I was like, okay, like, I'm your girl, I'm his girlfriend now. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, so then it just kind of went on that I was that that was it. I was his girlfriend. Nice. Mm. When did you start feeling like something wasn't right? Um, I would probably say it was probably like three months in. Okay. Yeah. Three months out of what was your total span for the relationship? It was a whole twelve months. Twelve. So a whole. Oh a whole yeah, year. yeah, yeah. So so a quarter in, you started feeling. Hmm, yeah. What, what was the first thing that made you feel that way? Like, um, I had other personal problems going on. Like, I had, mm -hmm. you know, a really close family member who was unwell. Mm -hmm. And, like, I wasn't working, like, locally at the time. So, I had to be, like, you know, away for work during the week and then back uh, on the weekends. And, obviously, like, I want to spend time with my friends. I want to spend time with my family. And then, obviously, I'm getting a boyfriend. Yeah. You know, retrospectively, maybe it wasn't the best time to, like, enter a relationship. Yeah. But, like, I just didn't feel like he understood that there were all these other things in my life that I was trying to juggle. It was just, like, I have to dedicate all my time to him. And it was like, dude, I've only known you for three months. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe I see things differently, and that's incorrect. But I just thought, like, if I see you, like, you know, if we go out for a meal or dinner, like, on a weekend or when I'm back, you know, that's fine to me. That's that's fine. What was he after? I mean, because he knew that you were working out of town. Did he want you to be with him the Friday that you learned right up until the Sunday when you have to go? I think, yeah, he would have wanted me to be like with him, like at least spend like a whole Saturday together. But I couldn't, I could, I just didn't have the capacity. Because then yeah. he would be like, oh, but you're like spending your time with like friends and you're not, I just feel like a side project. Uh, and I wasn't prioritizing him enough, and perhaps that's true. I feel like maybe sometimes when I enter in a relationship, I'm still very, I'm very dedicated to my friends. I'm probably like you know when girls are like, oh, he just wants to hang out with his mates. Maybe I'm, I can be a bit like that, and maybe I struggle to find a balance. Mm -hmm. So perhaps there was some truth to it, um, and yeah. So initially that was kind of like mm, okay, like there's a bit demanding, like yeah. it's a bit. I yeah. mean, but you've always known as demanding because one of the first things you said here was that he was full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this guy didn't hide the fact that he was full on from, from day one. True. But I feel, this is it, I have to put it into context. Mm. The last person I was with prior mm. to him was like very into their work. So they didn't really have much time yeah. to be like together. And the one thing I wanted in my next relationship was somebody who has the time for me. Boom, and so, there it is. But no, I know. You're... And I was like, well, you can't, you can't have it both ways. You know, like, you know, but I think I was just getting extremes of both <laughs> you know there was no in between yeah. so then I just felt like well look you you can't be moaning like maybe just kind of see how it goes and then like he would never really ask like bearing in mind he knew like someone close to me was not well yeah. he wouldn't really ask me like you know how they are or anything like that so I did pull him up on it to be like oh you know you don't really ask me um like you know how they are like how I am and stuff like that um so those were kind of my initial kind of like mm. did he did he ever explain why he was like that 
He'd be like, oh, I didn't ask you. And I'm like, mm, no, you didn't. Because obviously I wouldn't ask you. Mm. Um, and he would be like, okay, like I'll, I'll ask you more and stuff. Or like, you know, it's a cultural thing perhaps because he's he's not from like, he's not English or whatever. I mean, not, I'm not either, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. Did he, did he, is he an only child? Does he come yeah, from a very, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So part of it, I did try to attribute it to maybe he's an only child, but mm. like, that's BS. Like I've got friends who are only childs and like they're caring. It's just, it's a choice. You know, you can't, can't keep blaming that, you know? Yeah. It's a choice. Well, yeah. I mean, it is a choice, but I think exposure to other people might have, you know, a, a, a contributing factor. I think it was a massive contributor to his lack of understanding of yeah. like either like if I tried to talk to him I mean mm -hmm. I know we're going to move on to it soon but like if I tried to express my feelings or like how I'm feeling about a certain situation mm -hmm. he just couldn't comprehend like he we just could have a normal like uh, talk talk about it you know with most people like in my previous relationships when I've been going through shit I'll go to my partner and like we'll have a talk about it yeah. and then you just feel better like yeah, you just yeah. feel so much better like they haven't done anything mm -hmm. but like they just make you feel better um and he failed to do that and that's because like he didn't have really many like many friends not really close to his family so mm -hmm. I think yeah that's it he can't relate because he's never had to relate to anybody like mm -hmm. he he just doesn't so you know, it's it's just one of those things. So now this feels like this is um, issue number two cracking in. The very first one was that you just felt he was so full on and didn't understand why he couldn't, I mean, be with him when he needed you to be with him. Yeah. And then now there's a second issue that you're talking about where you felt that the things that mattered to you, the people that mattered to you, he seemed to pay very little attention to. I guess with everything, yeah. you kind of need to give people a chance. Mm -hmm. um, and... I know I can be guilty of like, you know, almost like one strike you're out. Mm -hmm. Like my personality type is even my friendships. I I look for perfectionism, mm -hmm. and like once I start to think mm, I can't trust you as a, not trust you as a friend, but you're not reliable. I don't like that aspect of you. Like yeah. I write you off. You're out. And yeah, and like no one's perfect, so I'm trying to get out of that. So I did think, oh, you know what? Like there are some positive attributes to him. I know it's just I'm just focusing on the negatives here. Yeah. Um, God, I haven't said anything positive about him since we started. <laughs> we're getting um, there. We're talking about breakups, yeah, so yeah, naturally yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah. But like he was genuinely like a nice guy as well. Mm. So mm. like. I was like, okay, let's try and put things into perspective here. Like, it's not all bad. Just, you know, some of these things people can work on with feedback and whatever. Mm. So let's kind of see how it goes. So did you give that feedback? I, I did tell him. I mean, I was like, I was honest, like, you know, um, that I would like him to like ask me about how I am a bit more and, you mm. know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. What else started building up on top of that? So, like, I mean, we went on a trip. Yeah. Um like a weekend city break yeah. um, and then you know like it was really nice because then we got to like have a good conversation yeah. and you know from his perspective he was like you know I need to kind of speak more about my feelings and emotions why am I not asking about you know where is this going he just wants me to kind of be almost you know like you know, in his words, like a bit more like woman-like in the relationship yeah. about that kind of stuff. Admittedly, were you not being that person? Were Sorry? You, but were you holding back? I'm just not like that. Like, okay. Um, so then, you know, and he just explained to me that for him in a relationship, he really wants like to be somewhere where he feels like he belongs and like, you know, almost like then I he wants to feel like I'm really important to him yeah. and, you know, we belong to each other, that kind of stuff, you know, where you feel like 
you're part of someone. And some of that happens by you speaking about some things that are bothering you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So then I was like, okay, I take that on board. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, like, you know, after the trip, like things did get better. So, you know, so it was like, okay, like we're, we're moving on like a better trajectory. Like this is good. Like we've been open with each other. Um, and then I had... You know, so this is now like four or five months in of mm. like things improving. We're spending more time together. Mm. Uh, well, like, you know, when I can. Um, and then things took a turn, um, not in the relationship, but my personal life. I had like a, you know, life turning event, like, you know, one of my parents passed away. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like really like a really bad time. Um, and, you know, he was the most supportive person I could ever have asked for like mm. he was he was great um you know given that this happened pretty much early on into the relationship yeah. you know some people would not like stick around because they'll be thinking oh this is probably this is like too much, too much baggage yeah. yeah yeah but like you know he was he was there for me like a lot um so that was that was me seeing another side to him where I thought you know what like he might not be able to talk about like emotions or whatever but when he comes to like you know looking after me mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff then you know like he is doing the best he can so that was nice mm. um and then I would say like you know two months on like obviously you know if you're in a relationship with someone who's going through bereavement it is shit like there's just no other way to put it like they are going through something that can't be put into words. And, you know, the the thing is, like, you're expect you you know, you go into a relationship looking for love. They can't give you that love. like Because because someone they really loved is not with them anymore. Exactly. Their head is yeah. not in that space. And, you know, this is what I've noticed. Like, you know, people, be, like, the first month, okay, people understand bereavement because they can see it. Like, you know, you're crying, blah, blah, blah. And then month two, obviously, you're not crying every single day. You're like you know, trying to move on, not move on, but like get yourself back together, like the routine of work, the routine of whatever, like yeah. carry on with the routine. Yeah. Um, then because you're like trying to carry on with the routine, almost like sometimes people think like, oh, like you're okay now, like this is fine. And it's like, well, mm. no, life dictates that you have to kind of carry on. Mm. It's not going to wait for you. Like you have a job that needs to be done. Uh, you know, you kind of need to sort out life admin and that kind of stuff. Um, so then like two three months in I could tell like he just like to be honest my head was just not there because I was just trying to figure out like okay like what happens to my life now like all of this has happened all of this has changed and I just went back to that thing again where like you know he wouldn't really ask like how I'm feeling mm. and that started to really bother me like I can't stand people who don't ask me how I'm feeling like it really irritates me and that's probably me projecting because of you know maybe previous relationships not just romantic relationships just like relationships in general mm. I hate people don't ask me how I am because I just feel like that means you don't care about me mm. and it doesn't matter how much like practical stuff you're doing for me if you're not asking me how I am then like why bother mm. um so that kind of started to creep in and that started to make things a bit challenging so then um I think he just felt like he was being neglected and he wasn't really enjoying the relationship, which, you know, it's true. It's, you know, it's a fact that, like, it was a bit shit, but we still kind of just... He tried to break up with me and I was like, look, you know, um, just... He tried breaking up with you over what? He was just like, you know, this is now, like, how many months in? Probably, like, seven, eight months in. He's like, you know, like, he's not enjoying the relationship. Um, like, you know, this just not much to it 
or whatever because of everything I was going through to be honest yeah. uh, and I was like look I completely understand like how you feel like I know I'm not the best person to be around uh but like if you like give me like another month or two like I will start you know, to get better that, yeah because yeah, naturally like sometimes after that length of period of time you you do start to come back to your shell and whatever and you know things did ta- start to get better so like you know I was like okay like maybe it's not so bad and mm. we kind of tried to carry mm. on Mm-hmm. Did it what did it go very well? I mean, at that point when you say you tried carrying on, because it feels like you had underlying issues that you were kind of suppressing, at least just so that the relationship could move forward. But these underlying issues sometimes have a tendency to just come out of nowhere and just throw you off completely. Yeah. So was this your coping mechanism just to try and get over your your grief? I think it was. It was because it was a good distraction. I mean, I should add in there that like, you know, we were pretty much with each other like six or seven days a week. Like we were together all the time. Okay. So, so, so somewhere along the lines, you moved closer to where he was. Is that right? So yeah, I ended up moving back. Yeah. And like we lived like, you know, three miles from each other. So for at least for him, that was a good thing now because he wanted that. Oh man, he was happy. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we were together every day like mm. I say like we'd be and together were you every okay day. with that because remember you said you still had your friends that you were interested in like yeah like I was finding a balance because then it was easier because then it was like if I'm around when we're together locally mm. I can meet my friends sometimes during the day yeah. and then we can spend the evening together yeah, yeah. and you know whatever yeah. so that kind of did become somewhat easier yeah mm. yeah that definitely like made a difference um, and then, oh God, it's just so much. Um, so that made a difference, definitely. But like s- certain things where I just thought, mm, like, could I see myself spending the rest of my life with this guy? Like, I am not sure. Um, you what, know, what were those things that made you feel that way? Like, if I just want to have like a meaningful conversation, it was challenging. So, for example, I'd been thinking, okay, like, I'd like to buy somewhere. Like, which area should I buy? Like, mm-hmm. uh, sh- yeah, yeah, it's a big life decision. Like, mm. where am I going to buy? Like, where is it? Uh, so then I said to him, oh, you know, like, this is what I'm thinking of doing, you know, like, from your perspective, what would be, like, the best course of action? And I had, like, two or three different strategies about this whole purchase. It wasn't just, like, buy somewhere. It was just, there was a strategy to it. So then I was, like, you know, trying to talk to him about, oh, like, which strategy do you think I should, would you advise me to take, mm. like, if you were my shoes? And then it just all became about him. Oh, like, you're so lucky you're in this position where you can buy oh, somewhere. No. And then, you know, I'm, and I'm just oh, like, no. fuck off. Oh, like, no. Oh, no. stop making this about you. Like, this is about me right now. So then after that, I was just like, okay, so, so you that actually... never came in. You never, you never got that input. No, no. Mm. Like, after I had to, like, pretty much just, like, be like, okay, like, I get it. But, like, what would you advise? You yeah. know, it you know, I had to kind of like be forceful about it. Um, and then other things where it would be like, you know, I mean, I've got lots of, well, not lots, but like I have different ideas of like things that I want to do, like either as a side gig or whatever else. And then, you know, like, you know, you want to run through things with your partner. They're like your first port of call, like, yeah. you know, and then I'd be like, oh, you know, I've thought of this, like, what do you think? And then like, you know, I always come with like ABC, you know, just so that, you know, things like there's a comparison or whatever. Um, and he's like, oh, like, you're so like you're thinking of ideas. I wish I could think of ideas and stuff like that. And it's just like, like again, you're just yeah. making this about you. Um, so that started to just like, mm, okay, you're not genuinely one of those people who could be happy for me. And like I remember one time specifically, so we had said like 
you know, I love traveling. Um, and I'd said, okay, like, I'd love to go to Greece. So can our next holiday be in Greece? Like, um, and he was like, yeah, like he would want to go to Greece. Um, and I'd said, you know, about, you know, flight price or whatever. Anyway, he came around and he's like, oh, like, he feels like the flights are too expensive, so he can't go. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. And then just, you know, out of nowhere, one of my girlfriends rang me and she's like, oh, like, we're going to Greece in like two weeks. Do you want to come? Like, everything's paid for. You just have to pay yeah, for your flights. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Yeah. So I yeah. go to him and I was like, oh, you never guess what? Like, I'm actually going. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I wish I had friends who could invite me for a trip and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God, you're not even like happy for me. So that started to just, yeah, like, that wasn't great. So I just thought, oh, like, you're not really happy for me. We can't really have a meaningful conversation. Mm. The two things that really, really matter to me. Like, yeah. I can't have people around me who can't be happy for me. Yeah. Um, and that I can't really have meaningful conversations with because that's what I like. So then, yeah, it just, from then on, I think, yeah, there was just doubt. But were you doubting? The longevity of it. Like, you know, it's fine now, mm-hmm. but like, you know, 25 years on, like even 25 years on, could I really put up with somebody yeah. who can't be happy for me? Probably not, you know. So did you ever tell him that, look, I feel like you're not happy for me? No. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so how is he meant to improve on something that he clearly doesn't see is a problem? And I guess this ties into one of the lessons that you spoke about initially to say, look, communicate stuff. Because yeah. if you had communicated that to him he would have known that this is how you feel. Yeah. In the same way he let you know how he felt when he said, look, I don't feel like you are being feminine and womanly. Yeah. You know, you've got this independence thing going on. You've you got your own stuff running. You seem to be having everything on track. Yeah. And that made him feel a certain type of way and he communicated that to you. Yeah. But now you aren't communicating back. No. No. When you look back, do you think you, if you had done a little more communicating with him, it might have helped? your situation I think it could have helped it could have helped but you know fundamentally it was also showing me his true colours um, sometimes you just have to accept that that's who the person is like I say like that whole lack of like exposure and being able to relate to people mm-hmm. was kind of the main key driver of why he could not just like behave in a what you know socially acceptable manner I know I know we can't change people yeah I know we can't make them do things that they are either oblivious to or unaware of. Uh, but could you have pointed them in that direction? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that. Like, I, mm. I take that. Like, you know, that's completely my own fault. I I, sh- I just, in relationships, like, normally I I just avoid difficult conversations. I just, I just think, okay, so this is how the discussion is likely to pan out. And then I just feel like, oh, God, it's going to be a lot of effort. And then I just check out. Feels like there's a lot of logic to how you process these. Sort oh of my things. God! Yeah, yeah. Like was he was he the same in how he processes things? Well, no, you, no one should be looking at relationship based on logic. Like mm. I should just, it's about feelings, right? And that's something I'm trying to stop. Like you know, stop thinking and like the mm. logical way of things. Just go with the feeling. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it was just like, uh, yeah, I just avoid it. So who decided that now it's time to quit? Now, like, like this is it. So let's think back. So, like, I I was struggling. I was struggling because I was with him every single day and I just didn't have enough headspace. And I just felt like I was about to blow up. Mm. And 
that sounds like an exaggeration, but it actually isn't. Like I just, I just could not cope. Yeah. I, I just, I felt like I was going to burst uh, because I just wasn't having enough time to myself. And I was like, oh my God, I just feel, you know, at work you're around people, you come back and you're like around a person and you're mm -hmm. just like together constantly. And yeah, so I was struggling. Um, so then he was also just not really feeling it so then he just said do you think we should call it a day and I just felt a massive relief and I was just like do you know what I think so yeah and like I just I just felt relieved but within that relief did you feel a bit of insensitivity from his end because you're still grieving the loss of a parent yeah 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 and then he's just adding another loss to you did you did you feel like Dude, you're being insensitive here. No, 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 not at all. Because, um, I mean, like, my therapist had already forewarned me. Like, this is a known stat. Like, mm. people are likely to break up after bereavement or divorce. You can either bring you together or bring you apart. Like, that's just, it's just one of those things. So, for me to have expected him to, like, just carry on because I'm going through something, I mean, we gave it a year. Like, it wasn't working. And equally, like, sometimes with bereavement, it's one of those things perhaps you know, you need to find your own headspace on your own. Yeah. And it's hard to do it in a relationship where you're having to show love and intimacy to somebody when really that's the last thing on your mind. So I'm guessing intimacy was what was an issue during that period because you know, yeah. you've, you've lost someone. Yeah, I just felt like God, dude, like get a grip. But um, mm. I feel like, you know, even when I speak, speaking to my friends who, you know, have gone through bereavement, guys just don't get it. Like guys are like machines. You know, it's almost, <laughs> you know. Turn the machine on, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn and women off. don't function that way. Yeah. Say for guys, you know, my friend, I was speaking to my friend about this and I was like, look, I don't get it. Like, how is he expecting me to like show love when that's the last thing on my mind? Like, I'm just suffering emotionally. Yeah. And she was like, mate, like guys could be at war and they can still just go for it and just move on. Like, that's, that's just how they're engineered. Like... For them, nothing stops them. Mm. They doesn't matter what they're going through. And that's because women were like emotional beings, perhaps, and men are not so. So like it is it's pointless. They don't get it. One of the lessons that you presented was that sometimes you make the guy feel like he's wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Now now how much of that did you present to him? Probably zero. Well, okay, maybe twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah. So like when we broke up, he was like, Look, this is not working out because I feel like I'm not needed. Yeah. I feel like there's no room for me in your life because mm. you just get on with everything and there's just there's just no point. Like, I could not be here and it would make a difference. And by that time, it was too late to try and fix, to say to him, oh, listen, yeah, I do need you to support me with A, B, C, D. I, I understand, yeah, I have to make people feel needed, but equally, I don't feel like you could fulfill my needs. Yeah. And equally, because he was very reliant on me for like pretty much everything, like socializing, going away or whatever. I just felt like he was expecting so much more from the relationship because we are rounded individuals because, you know, we're happy with our friendships, our work, we've got hobbies, you know, all those kind of things, different interests. With him, it was just like I was the main subject matter for him. And like that was it. And, you you know, there's, that's just... It becomes heavy on you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Your relationship cannot fulfill you. It feels like you had a lot of weight um, on there, the weight from the relationship, the, the weight from what you were going through yeah. in your personal life. So why didn't you pull the plug? But why did it have to be him? Uh, because, I mean, I'd thought about it lots of times. 
but I just... You didn't I, have the strength to do it? Possibly. Yeah, I'm not sure why I didn't, to so, be honest. So how did it feel when you've thought about doing it so much and then it ends up coming from the other person? Did that, oh, it's just like, fine, we're aligned. Or were you just like, oh, look, do you know what? It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, okay, like, we're on the same page, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, if you were to see him now? What would you say to him? I would wish him well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely wish him well. I know the errors of my ways. I know that, like, you know, I need to let people in. I need to show my vulnerable side, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I need that. But equally, it's a two-way thing. Because when I was speaking to one of my guy friends about it, he was like, he was dating someone who was like that. But he was emotionally intelligent to realise that. So then he would have the conversations to try and kind of bring it out of her mm. you know it's a two-way thing mm. right because mm. you almost have to create that environment where people feel like they can be vulnerable with yeah. you yeah. um so like it was a good life lesson for me to become more self-aware of how i am in relationships mm. and you know that perhaps i just need to let my guard down a bit so you're ready to date again am i ready to date again um mm. i mean dating and relationships are different right you can go on dates with no intention of it becoming yeah, serious. Okay. Are, you, are you ready for a relationship? Yeah. Um, I've thought about this yeah. and I, I'm not sure. I think I need to figure out what it is that I want from a relationship um, so then I can better articulate it to that person mm. um, and then also just like know how to become more vulnerable. Like I have started to do it and I'm getting better at it. Yeah. So... So, yeah, and just being able to say, you know, if this doesn't meet my needs, like, you know, shelve it, go on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. They do say there's plenty of fish in the sea, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm a good fish, so uh, <laughs> plenty of fish after me. <laughs> well, for all those who've been listening to this podcast, um, there's a heap of lessons that were given to us at the beginning. I wish I could list them all from the top of my head. Obviously can't do that, but all very valuable, very important and one of the key takeaways is that it's okay to be human. It's okay to be vulnerable. And it's also okay to have those difficult conversations, communicate with people, and make sure that you guys are on the same page and you value the same things. You've been listening to Tinto. This is The Feeling Station. And we will catch you in the next episode. Satis and Daru Raini and Jagazing. Let me talk about my feelings. Let me talk about my feelings. Yeah. Uru doi motor no to kujiziru amai. Kujiziru amai. Love is a fire. Uru doi motor no to kujiziru amai.